playing a joke on us. Are rocks falling from the sky in New Jersey? What in the world is a zillennial? And welcome to Wendy's. Can AI take your order? Get the answers to these questions and more on this week's episode of Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story is food news. This is from Delish.com. And the headline is, everyone thinks Starbucks bumblebee cake pop is a corporate joke. <laughs> what? You haven't seen this, have you? <laughs> okay, just check I have not, no. So, this was so funny to me. <laughs> like, amazing. So, new menu items at Starbucks tend to make a splash online, according to this article, and I agree. But one addition to their new summer menu has people going through all kinds of emotions, confusion, uncontrollable laughter, and even outrage. <laughs> what, what happened? What could, what could be getting people this riled up? The new Bumblebee Cake Pop. Specifically, the appearance of the Bumblebee Cake Pop. Uh-huh. Despite its yellow color and black stripes, people um, are convinced that the Cake Pop is actually a cat, not a bumblebee. Huh? Um. <laughs> Because I have a picture I'll show you. Okay. The the cat, they, they basically are using, calling it a cat, but they say they're using that term lightly, um, has even garnered its own thread on Reddit called This Is Not a Bumblebee. The thread includes comments from people saying that the cake pop looks more like Pikachu or even a yellow Shrek. <laughs> I have to see this thing. And they just concluded with, thankfully, there are some less controversial items on the Starbucks summer menu, like the chocolate Java mint frappuccino and the white chocolate macadamia nut cold brew. Yeah, those sound good. Yeah, those sound good. Yeah, so I'm going to show you a couple of photos of this, and I want you to tell me what animal do you think this looks like? There's, I have two pictures. This one's from like their website. Okay, yeah, definitely see the cat. Or, well, no, now I'm seeing the Shrek. <laughs> the yellow Shrek? Because it's the smile looks like a nose, and then it's kind of hard to unsee the line below the smile being a mouth, and then a chin, and it's really upsetting. It's not a bumblebee, though, that's for sure. I think if you look at it, look at the upside-down ones, those ones are easier to see the, like, smile. I think they what they were trying yeah. to I do. See, I see what they were going for, but, like... I feel like it, the wing should be a different color of frosting or something because the black is what makes it look like ears. Yeah, the wing should be like white or something. Right. I think right? then they'd be fine. I mean, they're still, I don't know. The, but the, I, can, I, really I can't, can't unsee the, the like the, smile the frowning nose. cat yeah. <laughs> look yeah. with the nose. Yeah. And then this is what it looks oh, like no. in real life. <laughs> 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 okay. That's like someone that ordered one. <laughs> this is this is going to be one of those episodes where I insist you look at the story links because you have to see this this for yourself. It's so funny. <laughs> I feel it like it just looks like a, it looks like a sat like a like, like a, a disappointed disappointed cat. cat. <laughs> yeah. It would have been so easy. I feel like for a cake pop, just make the thing round with stripes around it. Have a little face on the front, and then yeah, like, have the some stripes wings. like on the side, like, and then some like white circles for wings on the top. Yeah, and then that's a bumblebee. Like, 
I don't know. It seems like it would have been easy to design something that wasn't this. Yeah, I just like what? How did no one think this was like what could be interpreted as something I, else? It just doesn't look like a bee. Okay, it's, yeah, it's hilarious. I so think, I think Reddit's right. This is this is wrong. Yeah. My first story this week is meteorite news. This is from Gizmodo. Possible meteorite crashes through roof of New Jersey home. Oh. So this is, remember, we've had one story before where a meteorite came through somebody's roof. And this is apparently, they they haven't confirmed for sure yet that it's a space rock and not, I don't know, a regular rock that somehow fell through their roof. But that doesn't seem very likely. A metallic oblong-shaped rock may have made its way from space all the way to the surface of Earth, traveling hundreds of millions of miles only to land in New Jersey. <laughs> that's their oh. that's their phrasing. It feels oh. a little mean to New Jersey. Um, I have I have no ill will towards yeah, New Jersey. Neither do I <laughs> at, at the moment. Um, so that's yeah, they're editorializing. Uh, the object fell through the roof of a home in Hopewell Township. New Jersey in uh, on Monday, just after 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, the object is about four by six inches and appears to be metallic. Uh, no one was home or hurt by the incident. Okay, so good. that's good. Um, and then uh, the local police department has called on other agencies to help in identifying the metallic rock because they want to know for sure that it's a meteorite. Um, investigations are still ongoing regarding its origins. But authorities suspect that it could be related to the ongoing um, Eta Akborid meteor shower, uh, or Eta, I guess is probably the right pronunciation of that. Um, this meteor shower is active between April 15th and May 27th, so checks out time-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and this particular shower originates from Halley's Comet. Okay. And the article also said many, many meteorites are the remnants of cometary debris that reach Earth's surface. So that would also make sense. Um, but yeah, thousands of meteorites fall to the surface of Earth each year, but rarely do they ever fall inside people's homes, except for the two times now that we've talked about it. <laughs> but it's still a very rare occurrence. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I was just, it's like really bad luck because then you have to get all that stuff repaired. But it's also really cool because you get a meteorite. <laughs> yeah. Like, if that happened to me. That's what it looked like, by the way. Oh. Looks pretty spa- looks pretty spacey. That's definitely a space rock. Yeah. Yep. It looks like a space rock. It looks like a space rock. That is large though. I, too. I mean it's yeah, it's like four by six inches, so I don't know if there's another. I mean, yeah, I guess it was zoomed up in that picture, but it looked big. Like you can see where wow. it damaged the floor there too. That's a good- I feel bad about the damage, but at the same time, I agree with you that that would be cool if you, like, had a meteorite or, like, this hit my house. This this fell into my house. (laughs) Yeah, so. Like, I guess you could donate it to a museum or something where you could just keep it and be like. Yes. This This meteorite chose us. Pass it down through generations. It's like, this meteorite was there when I was a child and it will be there when you are a child. Which I guess you are right now. (laughs) And I'm handing it down. When you are a child. When you become a child. (laughs) That's exactly how it'll happen. Okay, my next story is Generations News. Okay, this is from CNN. And the headline is, Zillennials, the newest micro-generation has a name. Oh, okay. 
Can I guess what two generations they fall between? <laughs> Go ahead and guess. <laughs> I think it's uh, Baby Boomers and The Greatest Generation. Am I right? No. <laughs> guess again. <laughs> Gen Z and Millennials. Correct. I did it. <laughs> I had not ter- heard this term before, um, but maybe other people have. Maybe I'm late to the party, but it was new for me, so I, I just wanted to I think I saw it in a headline it. once. Well, apparently it's official now because CNN is reporting on it, so oh, that's yeah. what I decided. <laughs> They're the authority on generation names. I guess. So, um, yes, so the term millennial refers to anyone born between 1981 and 1996 – semi-officially, and then Gen Z is anyone born from 1997 through 2012, according to the Pew Research Center. Pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. So, and then, <laughs> so, Zillennials are people that are, like, in that kind of blurry the, the in edge, the in-between. Yeah. I'm making a motion yeah. with my hands so that no one can see. But it, um, it really emphasizes the point. The <laughs> So um, this is a quote from Deborah Carr, professor of sociology and director of the Center of Innovation in Social Science at Boston University. Zillennials refer to a small cohort born between the early 1990s and the early 2000s. They're on the cusp of Gen Z and millennial, thus the mashup label of Zillennial. Zillennials were born, she got more specific about the years here, roughly between 1992 and 2002, but there isn't a consistent cutoff point that experts agree on. So, according to this, we're still millennials. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm squarely in the millennial Squarely in the millennial category. Um, Jason Dorsey, a generations researcher and president of the Center for Generational Kinetics... <laughs> Also commented, official. <laughs> commented for this article, and he said, some generations reject the labels given to them by others, and some generations embrace the name if they feel it fits them and their values or differences. We find that zillennials often push away from the negative millennial headlines that they are trying to avoid or not replicate. Yeah, we do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, such as clickbait stories on acting entitled as adults or having overly high expectations. Or killing entire industries. Yeah. <laughs> All of the negative stuff. It's like, stop. We've killed so stop. many industries. I think we killed napkins. We killed napkins? Allegedly. I think <sighs> we killed napkins. We killed diamonds. We killed Applebee's. I mean. There's an Applebee's down the street from us. They're fine. I've been there. It's okay. <laughs> but it's not that good. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Applebee's. Sorry. To, this episode not brought to you by Applebee's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but Zillennials also push away from teen trends that feel too young. Surprise, surprise. Um, And this guy said some millennials, too, shun the label they've been given because they believe it has a negative connotation. It's like, well, yeah, because of everything we were just saying. Um, And then he says this, which I appreciated. In fact, contrary to many popular means, sorry, memes of millennials not working, they are often the largest generation in a company's workforce and frequently the largest generation of managers. (laughs) Yeah, because half of us like, are like 40 yeah. now, right? Like, <laughs> we're like adults. We're working age. We're in the workforce. We're, we're doing stuff. We're normal people. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so nice um, to meet you. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. And then, then it went into all this like theory about like zillennials and 
<laughs> their experiences and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like, okay, I don't know. They're just like <laughs> – they're just young millennials basically. Just like, oh, maybe we shouldn't like define generations with like a hard cutoff. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, oh, maybe there is – maybe people that are born near the edge of one probably have traits of both because it's more of a spectrum. It's more of a yeah, because there's not, it's not like all of a sudden one year is, like, is totally like and now changes. TikTok yeah exactly. <laughs> from here out, from here out we appreciate yeah, TikTok like you know and the, I didn't put this in my notes but the article was just commenting and how like a lot of like generational ch- changes or whatever like are defined by technology mm-hmm. um, and so when they applied that to like this group it was like. They are not millennials or Gen Z because of they had like their technology experience was different from both of those groups. Yeah, because they probably never lived in a world without the internet, even if it started slow. Right. So they still they always had the internet, but they didn't have smartphones. It, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It was like they weren't like social media immediately. Mm-hmm. Like that still, or it was, but it was just different. Like it wasn't like the Gen Z level of where they're like fully <laughs> yeah kind of into the smartphone or like everything. the early millennial where like you didn't necessarily even have internet for a good portion of your life right so. like i remember well okay most of my life we had but it was like really really the really slow dial-up, the dial-up you know what i mean yeah. like so mm-hmm. i think that this group like the zillennial group didn't they didn't deal with that no <laughs> they had like Internet. <laughs> I'm like not even calling that internet. It was well, the internet, it definitely it was they like would have had dial up in there like when they were babies, but not like oh as yeah, but kids like even not when, like, like if they're it would have been pretty fast that they would have gotten into yeah. broadband. I think yeah, if I'm remembering correctly, it's been so long. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to talk about zillennials because I was not familiar with that term, and now I am. Yeah, so well, now we now we have it. Mm-hmm. And we know that we're still too old we're, we're to still, be them. We're still too old to be them. Yeah. Which, that's okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm. You know what? I'm glad we killed Applebee's. <laughs> How about that? My next story is AI news. This is from The Guardian. Wendy's to test AI chatbot that takes your drive through order. Oh. So this is starting to happen, I guess. Okay. Just like everyone was afraid it would. Um, (laughs) So next month, Wendy's will be testing an artificial intelligence-powered chatbot with the capability to speak with customers and take their orders. Um, The pilot program called Fresh AI, um, because Wendy's is all about, like, our stuff is fresh, never frozen, I guess, um, is powered by Google Cloud's AI software. Uh, It will launch in the Columbus, Ohio area. Oh. So I guess if we wanted to, we could drive down we to Columbus. We could drive down there. I'm probably not going to just for this because it's Wendy's. But. <laughs> yeah, just, you don't want to drive down there just for a Wendy's <laughs> AI chatbot? Mm. Yeah, I think okay. I'm okay on that. All right. Um, but in a, in a press release, the company said, by leveraging generative AI, Wendy's seeks to take the complexity out of the ordering process so employees can focus on serving up fast, fresh-made quality food and exceptional service. Didn't realize the ordering process was considered that uh, complicated, but uh, okay. Um, the bot will be trained to know that when a customer orders a milkshake, they are really asking for a Frosty, for example. That's like an example of somehow something that it will learn, I that guess. It would, well, okay. Sure. 
Um, apparently, as of 2022, the bot's order accuracy was 79%, according to oh. InTouch Insight, which means uh, a fifth of their customers are getting the wrong order. <laughs> that um, seems kind of low. That's pretty okay. bad. Uh, <laughs> they said they hope to raise it to 85% or higher in order to compete with other fast food chains that are testing similar technology, which still doesn't seem... they're like The idea is there would still be a human there, like to deal with it, I guess. But it's like, then why have this? It's, is this going to improve customer experience? Something tells or me not. Because no. I don't think it... I'm mm, Yeah, I'm leaning towards not. You know who gets my like order right 99% of the time is a, a human person. person. <laughs> uh, and like usually when it's an error, it's not their fault too, so... Yeah. Anyway, uh, so last year, McDonald's opened a fully automated restaurant in Fort Worth, Texas, and deployed more AI-operated drive-thrus throughout the country, which I didn't realize. Hmm. Or if I did, I forgot. But that's (laughs) (laughs) either is equally possible. Um, So apparently they've done something like this already. Uh, So I guess when they cite that 85% or higher number, that's like the competition they're referring to. Um, like the newly automated McDonald's, the Wendy's restaurants will employ real humans to monitor the drive-through to make sure all orders are understood by the chatbot, or if a customer requests to speak with a human. <laughs> Which, like, this doesn't seem like it's necessarily going to improve efficiency all that much, unless I—I I mean, I—I I guess if you don't need a human interaction, like eighty-five percent of the time, that's still pretty good. But I guess depending on what your definition of good is. Versus like, your, your your definition of oh, this dystopia. Is the same, I don't like this. Yeah, <laughs> because I don't mm, anything like things with like customer service. Yeah, like that are it's that generally difficult. known for like the human touch being an important factor of it. Yeah, because this the same thing is like when you call a phone line and it's just an automated like. Uh-huh. Do you want this or this? And then you scream at it and you get the wrong things. Yeah, and then it says, like, speak what you would like to do. And then you say it. And then it's like, did you say this? And it's like, no, No. I said that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm imagining. You're like in the the drive-thru and you're like, I want fries. Did you say a chicken wrap? It's like, no. (laughs) Like, that's not what I said. I'm just, that's what I'm imagining happening. And it's like. Like, this technology uh, is getting better. Like, that's true. But I feel like it's not there yet. And like, I, yeah, and like yeah. why what what's the rush? Like <laughs> we have a perfectly good system right now. Like I and I don't want to come across, like obviously like we've talked about this before. Like I I'm I generally get very excited about AI technology. Oh yeah, it's like we're not but, Luddites. It's just like we know the limitations of the software. Right. Yes, ex- that's exactly <laughs> we know the limitations of it. Yeah. So that's why I'm like mm, it's not I don't there know. yet. <laughs> it's not there. Yeah, if it was if it was getting it like, you know, in the 90 percent tile maybe like I sure. like that sounds better to me. Like that sounds more like promising of being a good user experience actually. But Yeah, but like 79% accuracy with let's be honest, something that shouldn't be that difficult. It's a relatively limited problem space that this thing has to deal with, like taking orders from a limited menu. Like Yeah, cuz probably th- where it finds difficulty is understanding what people are saying. Yeah. If they say some if they call something slightly different or if they like mm-hmm. or if they have an, have an accent or something. Yeah, like yeah, like, like it's it's the human speech recognition is probably where it struggles. It's so, yeah, cuz I mean a lot of these models are like trained on a certain part of the population that we have more data for and that's just the way yeah. that and like it's always going to be biased in that way. 
until we've trained it on a larger data set. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they'll use this data to help or something. Yeah, I, maybe. Like maybe it'll get better over be time. A, that would be a smart way to do it. Like, yeah, um, that could have that could be how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, Sonic and Popeyes are also looking into this kind of thing. So hmm, okay. It's, it's it's coming whether you want it to or not. <laughs> uh, so, yay! I. Yay! I. <laughs> All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. If you want to share a story about fast food robots or anything else with us, you can send an email to knickknacknews at gmail.com. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.